Let your power rain down. Let your love rain down. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. I think the reason not many people showed up in Cleveland to protest was because of what happened in the two weeks leading up to the convention. On July 5th, Alton Sterling was shot by police in Baton Rouge. We saw it on YouTube. On July 6th, we saw Philando Castile bleed out after being shot by a policeman near St. Paul, Minnesota. Then on July 7th, a man shot and killed five policemen and wounded nine others, as well as two civilians in Dallas. And then on July 17th, one day before the convention began, a man shot and killed three policemen and wounded three more in Baton Rouge. I'm sure you remember these shootings, and I bet you remember being scared. The sheer brutality, the racial tension. Cleveland already had a problem with racial tension. The city is 53% black, mainly poor. 58% of the children live in poverty. In 2015, following the police shooting of 12-year-old Tamir Rice, the U.S. Justice Department found that the Cleveland Police Department was poorly trained and used excessive force as a routine. So, as it was, not that many people showed up to protest because everybody was afraid something bad would happen. And it did. The Republicans nominated a fascist demagogue to be President of the United States. The protesters who did show up performed their demonstrations mainly for the media and for the police that surrounded them. I walked around and tried to talk to people. So, first, could you tell me your name? My name is Devon Bush. And you're from Cleveland, I heard you say you're from Cleveland? Yes, born and raised. And what part of town are you from? I basically live everywhere. I don't live in certain areas too long because of the mentalities of the people that's here. Like what? What are, what are you talking about, the mentalities? Okay, the mentalities like you have individuals who it's too hot, so they want to feel aggravated and they want to aggravate other people. That's a bad mentality. Like they ra- don't racial they, tensions, you mean? It's not even a racial thing. Everybody's trying to make it seem like it's a racial thing. It's not a racial thing. It's them trying to uproar us as individuals, as a race, but it's not even about race. And that's the whole problem with everybody thinking that it's about race. It's not about race. What's it about? It's about them setting off a new world order. Who's them? The government. They're doing what they're doing to us black individuals to make us uproar, to make us start flipping cars, breaking in stores and doing stuff so they have a legit reason, quote unquote, legit reason to set martial law into effect. Once they set martial law into effect, then the world is going to be totally different than what everybody think it is. If they let Trump get in the office, martial law will be set in effect. And on top of that, the purge will be set in effect. Why? Because they want individuals off the street. Why they take in young people off the street because they know that these are the type of people that's going to fight when it comes to them putting martial law in effect. Well, what evidence do you have, specific evidence? I mean, it, not, I'm not saying I don't believe you, but what evidence have you seen to support that theory? My opinion, my 
thought process, my vision. The reason why I say that is because they're shooting black individuals for no reason. No reason. And they need some type of reason for them to set martial law into effect. And the only way they can do that is by hurting us. And if you hurt us, you know we're going to be mad, we're going to be angry, we're going to get frustrated, and we're going to start doing stupid stuff. But a lot of us is not. As you see, we're still peaceful protesting. We don't need no violence. Violence is not the answer to everything. Me personally, I don't, I'm just here today on a surprise note. I wasn't really trying to come down here. I wasn't trying to be around this because I didn't want the mentalities and the individuals to think negative and start negative things. But me personally, nothing has happened to me directly besides my past, which is causing me not to be able to get a job other than past? that, what um, I was young, I was with the wrong person, and I did the wrong thing, but that's when I was younger because I wasn't thinking. I didn't have the mentality that I have now. I didn't have the thought process that I had now. What, what did you do when you made the bad decision? You don't want to talk about it? It's all right. I, mean, I don't have a problem with talking about it because it was a mistake that I made. I decided when I was younger, I didn't have the money that I needed. I didn't have my mom. She died five days before my 18th birthday. They put her in the ground on my 18th birthday. So me being 18, a young individual without any real guidance and direction because my brothers was doing what they was doing, my sisters was doing what they was doing, and I had to be who I am. I had to become who I am. And I made a mistake of deciding because this guy had something that I wanted. I wanted to take it. And I made a mistake and took it. I apologize. I really do regret it. But at that time, I wasn't thinking like that. I didn't have the mentality or the thought process that I have now. So theft or violence? In the process of me taking his property, he got shot. So it's violent. On top of the violence, it's because I took his stuff, so that adds on to it. It makes it a lot worse. I did my crime, I did my time, I'm still suffering, and I will suffer in the long run until I can find someone who's willing to accept me for who I am today to give me a job. I can get a job working for 75 cents an hour, easy. But a job that's paying minimum wage, I cannot get, why? Because of my past mistakes. Only thing I wanna say, there is no such thing as a race, and if, if, if every individual in this world realize there's no such thing as a race, they'll understand that we all are human, we are all equal. We was, we was enslaved for however long we was enslaved, but if you really look at it, we're still enslaved. Like how? Who do we work for? How much do we make when we work? They owned all the land. So white people in the United States still own the economy, they still own the system, they still own the land. Yeah, segregation's white, over, but white, black white, people still live white in East people don't Cleveland own shit. That's why you can go around and say, cracker, kill everyone, but if you say the N-word, I'm getting my ass whooped. White people don't run shit. So you were just yelling, all lives matter? Yeah. Um, what do you think that means, the difference between All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter? That means Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and White Lives Matter and everybody's lives matter. That's what it means. You don't understand the 
the Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter is a racist group. What do they shout? What do we want? Dead cops? When do we want them now? How many dead cops have we had in the last couple of weeks? You don't think Black Lives Matter is racist? They're uh, racist. Depends on who's saying it. Uh, oh, so what? What? Isn't isn't their chant? What do we want? Dead cops? When do we want them now? Well, they're not all saying that. Well, a lot of them are saying that. So if so, that's what I it means to me. Okay. When they say Black Lives Matter, it means nobody else's life matters. Not even black cops' lives matter. You're upset. No, I'm, I'm oh, resolute. Okay. I'm resolute. Resolute. What's going on here? What's happening here? Why are these cops uh, coming in? Because these guys are pro-Jesus people, and those people are Black Lives Matter people. And it looks like they're going to get in a fight. And so it's Black Lives Matter versus the Jesus people? Uh, I think so. So are you from around here? California. Uh, you came in just for this? I did. Oh, wow. Because I've been threatened by uh, both uh, uh, Hispanic gangs and blacks. That, uh, Hispanic gangs tell me that whites aren't welcome in the park that I've been walking my dogs for 20 years. And they tell me that whites aren't welcome in California anymore. The Hispanics? The Hispanic gang members. Yeah. Well, are you a newscaster? Are you I'm just... a, I can give you a card. I have a radio program. It's called Home of the Brave. Yeah. And I'm a, so I'm a radio producer. Oh, okay. But I'm just, I just wanted to talk to people about why they came, what brought them here. And okay. you came from California. Because I didn't want violence. I wanted to stand for no violence. Huh. Okay, so have you seen any violence yet? No, huh. I have not. Huh. Actually, I've I, uh, been shouted at a couple of times at uh, fuck Trump because uh, I had a Trump shirt on the other day. Oh, you're a Trump supporter. I am a Trump supporter. But you were yelling black, all lives matter, in a way that sounded like you wanted to get in a fight. No, I don't want to get you in a fight. You don't want to get in a fight? No. no. If I wanted to get in a fight, I'd have a sidearm on. Huh. But I uh, don't want to get in a fight. So the cops are riding their bikes. There's plenty riding. of police here. No, you don't have to, I don't think uh, people have to worry about their safety here because uh, police are doing an outstanding job, I believe. Actually, I'm worried. Police scare me more than anything. Actually. The police do? Yeah. You know, I, 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 when I marched for equality in the 60s and 70s, I was more afraid of the police. Right. But now I'm not. Now I'm more afraid of the demonstrators than I am the police. Huh. Huh. And I, uh, I, like I said, I marched for equality in the 60s and 70s, and, and I believed it. But I don't think hey, what we're doing now the other is... side of this line right here. See this line right here? Uh, they, we were here. The line came up. Yeah. Guess what? The line's moving. Get on the other side of the line, not sir. Very I'm not very polite. Go on. The police are maneuvering a perimeter type thing, and we were just told to get on the outside of the perimeter. Bicycle cops, really new uniforms. Now we're being pushed back to the sidewalk. Right. right so when the you know what? If they, if anybody from my hometown sees us, I'll have my cars destroyed again. Uh, really? Yeah, when I opposed the drug trade at the same park, and I'm not talking about pot, I'm talking about uh, meth and coke, and uh, I had every window in both my cars smashed because for opposing the drug trade. And I, that's why I'm for Trump now, because we don't have any law in California anymore. So you protested for equal rights in the 60s, but now it sounds like you're, you've changed your mind. No, I'm still for equal rights. Absolutely I'm for equal rights. 
uh, you're against? Racism. Whether it's black or white or Hispanic, I'm against racism. Like I said, I think Black Lives Matter is racist. When they yell in the streets, what do we want, dead cops, when do we want them now? That's racist to me. Okay, all right, I get that. But have you actually heard him do that? On television, not, not in person. All right. Well, thank you very much. I feel like me as a woman, I feel like this is a man's world. From the beginning of the time of the first president, George Washington, it been a man's world for a long time. And I feel that if a woman get in, it, it seems like it makes United States look weak. I feel like a man have his place, like our Heavenly Father. And I feel like a woman have her place. A man always go to his woman between, behind closed doors to ask for her opinion. And she molds him to be the best man that he can be. From a point of what do you think of Donald Trump then? Do you think he's a strong man? I, I feel like he's a strong man, but he's aggressive. He's aggressive. I feel like he could bring good things to United States, but right now he's dividing us. Yeah. I feel like that, but I don't. I, I think he's a strong man. But you said you were saying you would have voted for, you wanted Bernie Sanders, but he lost. Yes, I did. I, I feel like he been here for a long time and he's seen a lot. And I feel like he just the best man. He will he would have been the best man in office. Hopefully, I hope he be the vice president. Yeah, we'll see. She hasn't announced yet. I hope he do. You know, he can he can lead Hillary in the right direction by helping her as a man. That's what I'm saying. To have a man to guide her. She have her husband, the vice, the the recent president, not too long ago, and she have Bernie Sanders to help her. You know, if he do become vice president, so that'd be good, and it will be history for a woman to get in. So I'm not knocking that either i just like i said i just felt like it was is a man's world that's that's what i see is a man's world and i feel like a man should run, run the world all right so could you tell me your name latina mitchell latina mitchell that's a nice name <laughs> hey let me ask you one more question were okay. you afraid to come down here today no i've been down here for the lab why should i be scared to walk in my city that all the police downtown so i know i'm protected and I'm in safety. It's safer here. here than in your neighborhood? <laughs> oh, yeah. Muslim Americans are as American as any other Americans. They have contributed to this country. They have been suffering inside this country like many other people. And they will continue to be a part of this nation moving forward. So there is no reason for us to have these debates about rejecting refugees because they're Muslim or because we don't need them. Because on the one hand, there is nothing wrong about being Muslim. We are Muslims and Christians and seculars and Jews and... No, that's not true. You don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. So you're not Catholic if you're white.
You're not Catholic if you're white. No, you're you're white automatically Jewish, huh? No, it's not that you're automatically. But you're, you're Jewish, and if you're Anglo-Saxon, and if you're a white person, so you're a supporter of Donald Trump? Yes, I am. How do you feel standing out here? Because most of these people are, I think, maybe opposed to Donald Trump. That's well, America. Most, most of these people are for Trump. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at all the police officers That's out here. That's America, They're all people. for Trump. You think the cops are for Trump? Oh, of course. How could, they be, how could they be for cheating, lying Hillary? Or two-hand, two-fist Bernie? I don't think so. <laughs> so... Where are you from? Illinois. Brookville, Illinois. And you're a delegate. No, we oh. were the delegate for George Bush's convention. Uh. And New York. So, I have a friend who wants me to ask Trump supporters about him lying. He hasn't told a lie. Everything he says is true. Well, Sometimes he misspeaks, but it's the truth. And if you listen to him, he'll tell you what he thinks. Like what he said was, we should not accept any Muslim immigrants from Syria until we can vet them. Until we can vet them. And Hillary says, we don't have to vet them. Bring in 50,000. And that's stupidity from Hillary's part, and that's smart from Donald's part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not a lie. That's, and that's what he because said. Because what it does is it promotes the idea of us and them. Well, like, it is us and them. Believe me. Who are them? Well... Uh, you don't want to say this out loud because it makes our president mad, but it's the terrorists who are extreme Islamic terrorists. But how do you know who they are? How can you tell what someone's well, thinking in their head? <laughs> how do you find the terrorists? That's true. So if you can't pick the terrorists from the legitimate Muslim, then you don't let any of them in. I mean, you can't just bring people in like we're doing now. It's stupidity on the part of... Barack Hussein Obama, who's trying to get his friends over here. Right. Once we get the wall up, the one that they're going to build for us. That's a myth. Don't you think it's a myth, like a fairy tale story, okay. the wall? Let me ask like you. Like in J.R. Tolkien or something? What do you mean when you say a wall? All you got to do is enforce the border, and then you've got a wall. You just have to understand what the man is saying. How would you enforce it? What would you do? Well, first, of all, first a- of all, when we catch him, I wouldn't release him. When we catch them, I'd send them back at their cost. You know, so there's ways. There's ways. Uh, there's these little things you can put inside the guns, and if you pull the trigger, they won't come across again. You mean a bullet? You kill them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they're coming in illegally, so yeah. So people are crossing the border, you shoot them? If they're crossing illegally. Huh. Huh. And if, you, if they know that they're going to get shot if they cross illegally, uh, there are going to be fewer of them coming. A lot fewer of them coming. Donald Trump will never be president of the United States of America. Give me a dog. Never. Give me a dog. He's prepared us for a chicken. Are you a chicken? He's prepared us for a chicken. I'll see him. I'll see your eyes. 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 I'll Alright, can you just tell me your name and where we are now? Sure, my name is Pete Bryan. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. And you're with the Bikers for Bikers Trump? Bikers for Trump, that's correct, yes. Yeah, I read that uh, your group was thinking about bringing web guns here. You made a decision not to? or we, we made a decision not to just because we don't want to stir up any controversy. Uh, there's enough police officers here. Some of the police officers have high-powered weapons. 
uh, and there's a, they're, they're everywhere. There's mounted police officers, and if there would be a problem, if there would be a small riot, something like that, especially a, a policeman on horseback can be very intimidating. So we're here to back them up and any assistance that they need. What, what kind of backup would you imagine you could provide? If we saw a, a single police officer that was in trouble for some reason, we would help him out. Uh, you know, if we see uh, the only time that would cause a problem, uh, most of us are veterans. And if we see somebody burning or stomping on the flag, then we will get involved with that. So, uh, you know, being a veteran myself, you know, I wrote a blank check to the U.S. government up to including my life to save the flag, to defend the flag. What is it that you like about Trump? You said he's honest. Yes, we but appreciate... A lot of people don't think he's honest. Well, I, uh, we appreciate his honesty. Uh, I think he's honest. When you ask him a question, he spouts out an answer. It may not be the answer that you want to hear, or it may not be the answer that a lot of the Democrats want to hear, but it is an answer that comes from his heart. You're not worried about Trump being kind of an ego. He is an egomaniac. He's um, a megalomaniac. He's brash. He's brash. He's very strong-worded. And I think that he may be the new face of the Republican Party. But it's kind of crazy, don't you think, to have a guy like Donald Trump be president? Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe that's what we need. <laughs> Simply because, you know... I'm, I'm 49 years old, and I have never seen the country in such discord and disharmony than it has been now. And I think, I think it's time to turn the page, and I think it's time to move in a different direction. And I think that if Hillary Clinton would be elected president, then it would be four more years of the same thing. My name is Garrett Reppenhagen. I'm an Iraq war veteran. And uh, we're at the RNC at the public square in Cleveland. And uh, I'm here with about 20, 25 uh, other military veterans that are opposing Donald Trump with vets versus hate and Iraq veterans against the war. Well, we just think that Donald Trump is using hate speech and uh, the political climate that he's creating, it's, it's destroying, it's, it's making our domestic situation more violent. It's eroding our national security. It's doing everything basically against the Constitution that we said we'd fight and die for. And, and he's basically destroying that. We feel like he, he doesn't understand service. Yeah, you were in Iraq, right? Were you in Afghanistan as well, Iraq? I was just in Iraq, 0405. During the Fallujah, first Fallujah. Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, is it an offensive? Is that what it's right to call it, Fallujah offensive? I think you could call it an offensive, yeah. There, there were two battles, uh, one where the Marines uh, Marines went in after the contractors got hung up for the bridge. And then uh, President Bush got reelected, and then we went in full scale and just pretty much wiped out the city. What's your position on the war? Oh, I'm absolutely against them. We went in, for, we went in for reasons that obviously are frauds. Now we realize there's no weapons of mass destruction. You were a marine. I was, I was army. I was an army sniper. And uh, when I was there, actually in 0405, we we weren't finding weapons of mass destruction. The 9/11 Commission report came out that showed there was no ties between 9/11 and Iraq. And we were obviously weren't giving that country any sort of democracy. So it was all lies. So we were lied to and betrayed to, to lead into this huge destructive war. And you started to realize that while you were over there? Absolutely, yeah. Was just, just from witnessing things day by day, what was going on. What was that like? What did you see specifically? All right. I'll, I mean, I can tell you a million story. I'll tell you one story. 
We were uh, we were responding to uh, a, a group of mortar team was was under attack in a town called Kalis outside of Bakuba, and uh, I was with a military intelligence unit that was supposed to go out and monitor mosques that day and write down what the mosques were saying because they thought we, they were spilling out uh, propaganda to get Iraqis to attack Americans. And uh, what happened, this, this team got under fire before we were able to roll out, and this military intelligence officer who'd never been in a combat uh, situation was in command of our unit, and we responded in military action against it. And we, we came upon some trucks that were actually uh, off-duty Iraqi Army guys and, and uh, uh, Iraqi police, and the major misidentified them as uh, terrorists and enemy combatants. And we opened fire on them, and we spent about 15 minutes uh, killing everybody in that truck, killing a, a family that was caught in the combat and realized it too late and tried to pass us. We killed them, killed a guy on the side of the road, and killed all these people off of basically this guy who was a cowboy and, and wanted to get his combat infantry badge, basically rode, in, rode us into combat and made us do atrocities to, to serve himself. And it's just things like that that still still haunt me to this day. You know, we didn't we didn't beat the Russians. I don't think through through a missile stockpile operation. You know, through Cold War espionage, we beat the Russians because we had Beetle records and blue jeans. And it's a change of mindset to be to lead as an example to other countries on how to be. And if if that's what we're trying to do, if we're trying to win hearts and minds of people, if we're trying to win the, win the gray zone, is what military calls it. We're not going to do that unless we get folks like Trump to shut the hell up, stop using hate speech, stop putting our, our people in danger. Because I know every time he opens his mouth, it's a brother of mine in uniform somewhere probably getting killed because he opened his big mouth, because Trump said that. So you came here to protest to the convention. Really, there's more police than protesters by far, I'd say, at least on the perimeter. And there's more media than police. So it's not much of a turnout. You know, there's an open carry here, which means any any of us could be wearing guns openly. Any of the RNC goers could be wearing guns. Um, so that's scary. And, you know, at least the police, despite the recent brutality and the horrible things that they're doing across the country, um, at least they have some sort of training. And But but these other folks, just, just the regular RNC cowboy, is not going to have that same training or discipline. And they might be looking for more of a fight than the police are. So I think there's, there's protesters and activists who are really scared of actually being shot by somebody, you know, wearing an RNC badge. Okay, uh, you just told him your name, but can you tell me your name? Dan Stevenson. And you're, what's the group you're with? West Ohio Minutemen. And could you describe the things you have on your vest here, the things you're carrying? Uh, armor plates, uh, AK-47, Glock 17, and uh, mags, ammo. These are mags here on your vest? Yes, sir. In front of a, a flag. And then what are these vials here? Oh, uh, them's just light, light sticks. Oh, light sticks? Yes, sir. And a pair of scissors? What's the scissors for? Uh, that's a turnip kit. Oh, for a tourniquet? Yes, sir. And then it's a radio? Yes, sir. Who are you, ta who are you talking to? Or who are you My brothers and other brothers. How many of you are there here? How many people are here? You guys got a lot of work. Uh, over 10. That's all right. If you got to do something else. No, I was just 
checking my surroundings. Yeah, those are, all, are all ten here down? Start with that. Down here? Yes. So, I'm. This is upsetting to me. You guys showing up with guns? Sir? I think it's complete bullshit. Is it why? Because you're just inciting well, that's fear. Well, that's your constitutional right. Nobody should fear us. We're good American citizens. Why we won't hurt you nobody. You look scary as hell, man. Huh? You look frightening as hell. You well, look really if I look scary. so frightening, how it's come everybody's walking up to us, shaking their hands and having a good time and I haven't seen thanking show us. Me, show me where that happens. Show okay. me that. Are you afraid of me, sir? Are you afraid with guys with guns? I mean us? Yes, are you afraid of us guys walking around? In particular, not too bad because you're in a group, and I figure that you've got yourselves in check as a group. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I would just be um, sizing up everybody individually that I would see. Any uh, of us in our guns? Over here? Yes, sir. No. Oh, come on. You're from Poland. I'm not. You're yeah. not afraid of these guys? No. A little bit? No. 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 But you know what, sir? I would, <laughs> no. not, I would step in front of a bullet for this man oh, and do anything for him that's or you. I'd do it for you. That's horseshit. That some people you may feel afraid. So? I, I do not. Well, I'm sorry you don't have belief in... Uh, so, you're from Poland? Yes, I am. And what do you honestly think about these guys? Uh, I think this goes a little bit too far, but I can understand uh, the... Uh, American attitude toward guns. Uh, I can understand a person who lives like 20 miles for the nearest police station who wants to protect uh, herself or, or himself. So I don't own a gun. I, uh, I shot several times, maybe two or three times in my life. But uh, I don't know. it. I have no clear opinion on that. So, you're not as heavily armed as your friend there. What do you got? Uh, I have a 308 rifle, NATO round, used what? for world peace many times. I was just telling your friend that you guys, I'm completely opposed to you guys showing up with these weapons here. It Why? just scares people. Because Who's scared? This was an opportunity for a legitimate pr protest. Yeah, Peaceful it's an opportunity protest. for Ohio to show the other delegates that are here that the Constitution means something. It means that we are free and we can exercise our open carry constitutional rights. And those people in there who make all the decisions, those people are going to see us out here. Why so do you we, want to scare people? Who's What's scared? All, all people I'm People who are scared of guns. What are you scared of? I'm scared of you guys walking around with a, that's why? an AR-15. Because you might shoot them or somebody why? might shoot them. There is not a round and in the chamber. We're, no no way could do we're doing this because we're right. not felons. Who's going to talk? You're the one asking the questions, and you're I, the one being argumentative. So I know I am. So, yeah. But if, and I'm trying to tell you my point. There's an ignorance for everybody who does not want or support gun, guns. Like, it's the found. There, sure. There's people who should not have guns. Hey, I will agree with you on that. How many more people are killed by hammers than guns? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk, right. want to talk about. You don't want to talk matters. about the truth. I want to you talk want to about. You want to misconstrue all of your statistics. More people are killed Bats, by hammers dude. than knees. 
back. In this exact weapon. You guys are showing up in this public space uh, with public. assault rifles. Using our right constitutional rights. Just the same as I have Everybody right. here can. And that produces fear. That's not Everybody here right. can. Like everybody can. Like yeah, this is just a rifle. You think in the way you do scares me. scared of us. Because it'll take us towards somewhere I don't want to go. You guys are fucking cowards. You think we're cowards? You guys are all cowards. You're the coward. You're afraid to... Let's do it by yourself. Well, you don't have Thank 10. You. Let's go. We're not talking to you. You've been listening to people I met outside the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, July 18th through 20th, 2016. We all know what happened inside the convention center. We cannot afford to be so politically correct anymore. The number of police officers killed in the line of duty has risen by almost 50% compared to this point last year. Nearly 180,000 illegal immigrants with criminal records ordered deported from our country are tonight roaming free to threaten peaceful citizens. In this race for the White House, I am the law and order candidate. I am your voice. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you. My name is Scott Carrier, and this show is called Home of the Brave. But if Trump wins, I'm going to change the name to Home of the Frady Cats. I'm going to call it the Chicken Coop. There are photos of the people who showed up to protest in Cleveland, including the West Ohio Minutemen, on our website, homebrave.com. Also on the website, homebrave.com, there are buttons to push if you want to donate or subscribe to the show. In the next episode... I go to Philadelphia for the Democratic National Convention. Thanks for listening.